that you just asked what week this was airing. All I can think is <laughs> that's the last thing anyone wants to think about during right this before week. Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, let's change your business. You know what I want to think? You know what I'm grateful for? Changing my whole fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> Contemplating my entire existence and then doing it the opposite okay, way. Okay, I... It's just been on my mind. And then after we talked to Jen, I'm like, I want to dive deeper into. Yes. Well, so if you haven't listened to, what was it? Episode 93. Yes. um, The episode with Jen Farrell from Starshape Press, which was what? Two episodes ago. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked to her about her business that is 20 years old. Um, We talked a lot about kind of like you know what do you do what where are you at when you're kind of that long established of a business and she talked a lot about like kind of changing things up and shifting gears and like you know looking towards the future and thinking about um did we talk did we say the word pivot in that episode i don't know if we we really did i don't think we really talked about it like that but it's actually the word i've always used because i feel like i've made several design pivots two big ones in particular yeah um in the 14 years and i for the last couple years i've been saying i feel like a piv another pivot is coming i feel a pivot and i like you know like i don't want to force a change yeah but i'm like waiting till a moment where it feels like i have to do something like really new or different yeah for example when i first started making jewelry i was like just taking apart old shit yeah um and so it was like really like charm heavy um everything was different like i hardly ever made more something twice you know yeah it was one Um, one off things yeah and um well actually several pivots so it went from like being all like charmy like metal charm things and then there was like a sort of vintage lucite phase because it was in hell yeah um it's kind of back ago it is back um and i'm like um it was like lucite and glass and i feel like i'm into the glass again but i because i don't like the weight of lucite yeah it's too light yeah um like like to go from stones to lucite the it's yes. just so different it, for yeah, me and i know people really like lightweight jewelry but it feels not significant enough for me yeah um so it, there was like a lucite phase and then i was like i need to figure out how to make multiples of things because i'm not getting anywhere like with yeah um, being scalable. able to wholesale yeah so yeah. then i started looking into resources for getting large amounts of vintage things and a lot of the things I found were like, um, like really basic brass thing. Like I'm trying to remember specifics. I had gotten a ton of these tiny little brass cubes. And so I had a necklace that was like maybe 16 of those little brass cubes at the bottom, which sounds really boring now, but at the time it was, it was mind blowing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> new slash what what was in yeah um and all these like geometric really simple minimalist stuff in like 2010 um and 
like that was a pivot. And then several years later, I added stones and like the cast things. Yeah. And I've been doing that for a while. Yeah. So I'm like, I've been sensing yeah, the pivot. You start to get the itch, right? But you can't like just come up with a thing. It's got to like naturally. Right. It can't flow be into something to else. Right. Oh, wait, um, hold on. This is Pancake Town, the podcast. <gasps> we didn't introduce the last one either. We didn't? No, we definitely didn't. <laughs> That's awesome, actually. Oh, well, maybe that means. Okay, wait, let me finish. This is Pancake Town, the podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Michelle. Uh, maybe that means we should record like a bumper. I feel like Josh has been telling us. He's to been do telling that us to do forever. it for how long have we been doing this? Two years. Yeah. So maybe we should do that today. I just. I feel like that puts a lot of pressure on what that doing it properly. We could just do it for this one. And then he just has it for when we know we fuck up and leave it out. Do we, would we be saying it during the music? He would add it to the beginning and he would okay. make it, he would like seamlessly. And it's just, this is Pancake Town, the podcast. Yeah. And, then was, yeah. Oh. and then it goes, that'll sound, I don't know. I don't know. He'll make it sound good. Okay. He'll he'll make the music blend into us introducing, and then it'll fade, and then have us start talking. That's it won't sound weird. The smart thing to do because we, yeah, we, we did, miss it. We sometimes. fucked it up, and we'll just make a little bumper, and he'll have it saved on the computer. Does everyone appreciate us hashing this out <laughs> in an episode? I hope I so. Think so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone appreciates our transparency. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, now that you know, I hope this is I hope this is at least one person's first episode. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that someone this is someone's introduction to because this is this is probably like the most appropriate introduction. We tried to be the opposite of all other small business podcasts. So, so super duper unprofessional. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, if you don't like overproduced uh scripted yeah <laughs> business podcasts this is the place for you you found it you found yeah, if you want you found your of consciousness if you want complete gibberish <laughs> with no <laughs> planning you, this is the place for you i don't i have four pages of notes for this episode hmm. so so some planning yeah a mod a moderate amount of planning okay so anyway so pivot pivot yeah pivot, um, pivot, pivot. for some reason i'm the first article I was looking at went way into detail about what the word pivot means in relation to business. Um, isn't there a whole like friends thing? Isn't that a pit? Isn't, isn't there like the, I'm not a friend. Someone, someone who's really into friends is listening to this and they're like freaking out right now because we keep saying pivot. Should There's I Google like, friends and pivot? I think if I'm remembering correctly, and this is going to hurt someone's feelings, but I think that there's an episode that's like really memorable where like Ross and Rachel are moving a couch. Oh, do you know yeah, what I'm and they about? have to pivot and they, the and couch. like yeah, 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 one, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. one or the other of them is screaming pivot. Like yeah. Ross is screaming pivot yeah. at her. No, or I, that sounds right. And like, I think that's become kind of one of the like known quote, things i bet there's friends. like a gif we can find okay, to so post we'll for act, this episode yeah we'll act like we know about friends and care about friends 
We're just going to call this episode pivot then because yeah. apparently that's like a thing. Yeah. Hashtag pivot. Hash, hashtag. But I'm going to write out the word hashtag. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you don't care what I do. <laughs> um, no. So there's probably a sticker for Instagram stories. Yeah. That is, that's that is them moving the pivot. couch. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. Okay. Um, sorry. Go ahead. No. Okay. Um, I cut this down, but I thought if what if other people don't understand what we mean um so he this uh guy who's the author of the lean startup eric reese he job, de- eric. defines pivot as a structured course correction designed to test a new fund fundamental hypothesis you you tried <laughs> you, you got it hypothesis Oh my God, I screwed We're up not two drinking. Words. We're not drinking. No. About the product strategy and engine of growth. Do it again. And it's not even because I can't <laughs> see, like, I can see fine. We, I have been wearing my glasses and I forgot them today. We just ate hummus. We haven't been drinking. Just hummus. Roasted red pepper hummus and popcorners. It's psychedelic hummus. Oh shit. <laughs> Sabra, what the fuck? Well, watch out. Watch out gluten-free but <laughs> <laughs> also lace also THC. <laughs> um anyhow so he means pivot like yeah what, like it's a, it's a, i don't thanks, there were Eric. three paragraphs about what pivot means thanks for mansplaining like, the word pivot to us yeah. eric i'm an example that he gives that I actually didn't know about was that um, Groupon used to be a different website called The Point. Yeah. Way a, to go. Yeah. That was a good both change. Dumb names. Both dumb, but, but Groupon is way better. Um, It was an online activism platform. What? Um, which I'm not even entirely sure what it means, <laughs> but apparently the thing that they now did well... Was um, getting groups of people to come together to combine resources and enhance their buying power. Okay. So they pivoted from being online activism. To money, 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 money. Give me money, money, money. Fuck businesses. Give me money. Yeah. Groupon.com. Yes. Is that what it is? Um, (laughs) That's their tagline, right? I think so. I'm still (laughs) mad at Groupon because there was this really great restaurant on Montrose that I like going to that did a Groupon and they went out of business and specifically said that Groupon put them out of business. Oh, the... uh, Drew's? Yeah, Drew's. I was going to say the hot dog place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would... I would, and that space is still empty. It drives me bonkers. There are several businesses that, that have blamed Groupon for yeah. them going out of business. Um, I mean, Little Street did a Groupon and it didn't hurt us, but um, this was after Drew's went out of business and I was like the point person for arranging the whole thing. Yeah. And I was so strict about the all of the arrangements yeah, the for, for it, it. that yeah. there was no way that we were going to get taken advantage of. Yeah. Um, so it worked out fine. But... I mean, I don't know what it what exactly happened with the Drews one. There was an always there's an always sunny bit like about Groupon where they're like, so I basically they're kind of like poking at it where they're just like, so I'm a customer that comes here all the time, but all these people that have Groupon things are getting like the better seats and they're getting special treatment and the, but they're getting a deal and I'm paying full price. How's that work? 
So it's like, it's just that kind of a thing of like alienating your existing customers in order to. Well, like, your existing customer can also buy the Groupon. Well, but what if they didn't? Like, they show up and they're like. Well, some people show up with coupons for yeah. things. I don't know. Like, ugh, Groupon. That's all, that's all I yeah. feel about Groupon. Anyhow, so that like totally saved their whole business. Like, they've. Yeah. They had a business, most of it sucked. Except for this one tiny part. Yeah. And then they turned that tiny part into a annoyingly successful business. <laughs> <laughs> um Good job, Groupon. So yay, I guess. Um As an know. example. I was annoyed that that, was the, that was the example, example. but it does like it makes sense. I feel like there's a lot I mean And I didn't I, know that about Groupon. I so. can't like pull a bunch off the top of my head, but like I do feel like there's t- you know, there's lots of big example you know corporate examples of like businesses like massively changing their branding or like change you know like not offering something that they always offered or starting to mm-hmm. offer something that they weren't offering before like yeah just kind of switching paths slightly and that being like the key to success sure. you know well, it sounds like mariano's is about to Uh-oh. make some big changes what are they doing um they're like now we fix tires i don't know exactly because i didn't listen to the podcast about it (laughs) like i clicked on the cranes link and then realized that all the information was in their podcast i'm like well i'm not gonna listen to that but there have been previous articles about how mariano's isn't doing well and how they have they either like have to change some things or or goodbye yeah well and it's all because kroger bought them like they were great before kroger bought them kroger what the hell i mean have you been in a mariano's no. recently no we went to the one on western and it was a goddamn nightmare it was horrible jeez i think the one over on lawrence and ravenswood is still okay yeah but the no, one we on haven't. western is terrible we haven't been to one since moving from ra- out of ravenswood because we just go to our local ponies mm-hmm. um that's interesting because mariano's was kind of the one that came in and like saved all of the empty yeah when it was still owned by right the mariano when it was still uh, yeah yeah oh. i right. know we're getting into different conversation here. well i that's just a <laughs> that's a current live pivot that's going on here in chicago it's a current pivot <laughs> so a pivot to watch a pivot p- pivot on the rise let us know if you've noticed any pivots at your local mariano's um but yeah, I think that um, like every business has to at some point in a different yes. way. Like m- yeah. the ways I've done it have just been like um, like design wise. Yeah. Um, uh, Jen was talking about how she dropped wholesale. Right. Like the opposite could be adding wholesale if you're not doing that. You yeah. know, stuff like that. So that's what pivoting is. Um, and then I did some research on, so basically it's divided between when you should pivot and then how to do it, my research. And, ooh, that first, <laughs> that was not even that interesting. It was from smallbiztrends.com. I try to write down all of my sources. Um, and Whoa. Whoa. Oops, sorry. Dog, dog alert. She just like wake herself up and bark. She just heard that other dog barking outside. Oh, okay. and she got excited. Um, so I combined a couple articles with this next info. Some of it's from Forbes, and then I think 
the other part of it's from smallbiztrends.com also. Um, so these are like signs that your business needs to pivot. Uh, too much competition. <laughs> Number one, you're tired. <laughs> Wait, is that on that's there? That's not, seriously, hold up. I'll get to it in the end. Okay. Um, <laughs> a limited response from the marketplace. Um, and then a couple others that I felt were the same thing where the market's overall needs are changing or your people process or profits are declining. So in other words, no one's buying what you're selling. Yeah. Um, your perspective have, has changed. So you're that's tired. sort of like a personal thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's uh, a personal the thing. one part works really well, which is like the group on example. Right. Um, you're no longer serving your target market. So that could be like a, like an age sort of thing. Yeah. Like you, you know, growing with your customer. Yeah. Um, you're spending too much time putting out fires, <sighs> which I thought of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, you've stopped growing, you. which is something that a lot of people are concerned yeah. about. Yeah. And then these last two I loved, which was you're bored. Yeah. Which I feel like is, you know, like you don't expect that to be on this sort of list, but right. It's important. It's totally it's important. Yeah. You're bored. It's, if that's part of it's part of your business is and your then, own interest in your business. Yeah. Just, Straight up, your intuition is telling you so. Yeah, your gut's like that change was from shit. Forbes. Good job, so, Forbes. like that's you know a legit business. It is source good because sometimes you do like sometimes you do think that like I don't know like emotional response things like that aren't important. Sure. Like and you and you push those aside. Like you tell yourself like oh, well, me being exhausted or me being overwhelmed or me being disinterested isn't a reason. I think that way sometimes right? about a design I don't like making. Right. I'm like, but I got to keep making it. But it, like, suck it up. You're a business yes. owner. Do what's best yes. for your business. Like, well, maybe what's best for your business is hating that so much that you get rid of it. Yeah. Like sometimes it and yeah, it's valid. It's nice that like a you know Forbes is kind of like a pretty you don't expect them to like um yeah consider like the kind of creative aspect yes in something right it's usually a little more like I don't know stuffy stodgy yeah, like, like office like, yeah straightening my tie straighten your tie <laughs> yeah. and be like oh you're bored little baby suck yeah. it up yeah do your job yeah, get back I in the office that. get back to your standing desk um okay this i loved um i'll see if i can actually read this or if i'm gonna blah, blah, blah again hypothesis oh and it starts with you a word it. that i often mispronounce entrepreneurs you do got it. it let's see if i can do it again <laughs> entrepreneurs often put off a pivot because they feel like it's a sign of weakness oh as if they're publicly admitting failure for everyone to see yeah. But the reality is that the opposite is true. A pivot shows that you're aware of your surroundings and willing and able to recognize new opportunities as they arise. Booyah. So. Yeah. Again, that's so important. That's also for us tied to into like the emotional stuff yeah. too. Like when you, it, cause it does feel like, like quitting or giving up on something or abandoning something like, like Jen being like, Oh, wholesale's not working. Like, you saying I'm not doing that anymore and I'm doing this is not 
you failing. It's you being a smart enough business mm-hmm. owner to be like, that didn't work. I'm not going to waste my time and money and energy mm-hmm. continuing to do that. That would a stupid business owner would be like, let me keep printing wholesale catalogs and keep reaching out to wholesale customers yeah. when I know that doesn't work or I don't want to do that. So yeah, it's important to realize that like getting ri- like, it's not just adding things or doing more that is good for your business. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. taking away things and doing less that can be really good for your business, especially mm. those of us. that sounds better to right? me right Doesn't now. that sound great? Yeah. Like less, 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 less. Yes. We like less. I did. Yeah. Like I did less events this year. What's yeah. next on my doing less list? Less. <laughs> less, <laughs> less. Less is on your list. More sleep, less work. Less is on your list. <laughs> um. All right. So now I'll get into advice on how how to pivot. Uh, and I think all of this is from entrepreneur.com. Man, I've said it right three times. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Um. So the first suggestion is to strip the solution down to a focus to focus on a key feature yeah so that's the whole like identifying the thing that's working well um i think i probably copied and pasted like all the descriptions for these because i didn't have time to um like edit edit. down yeah (laughs) i did this this morning (laughs) (laughs) um oh it's the less is more or keep it simple pivot I like we the, just said that. I love like, the keep it dude, simple pivot. We need to write our write own articles. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> we just said that. We're not doing and that. And I did not read this this writing morning. Articles, I can't stress writing that Writing articles enough. is adding things to our list. We're not oh, doing that. Oh, you're right. You're right. No. Okay. Less. Never we're mind. Gonna, we're going to write less articles, okay. which is negative one. Um, so um, with that, they say after initial traction, there's plenty of time to bring back more features. Oh, so reminding you. Yeah, remember that if yeah. you take stuff away, you can always it's the whole bring it vault back. Thing we always yeah. talk about, yeah, exactly. which I like is my entire plan for 2020. By the, the way, the vault. Yeah, we love the Disney vault. Yeah. Um. Oh, did I miss two? Oh, you know, I must have decided it wasn't important. You were like, "Fuck some of two. these." Um. Yeah, there are a few I took out because they just didn't apply to our bi- types of business. They were they were straight in your tie kind of yeah numbers um let's see hone your definition of a target cust of target customer demographics so like yeah that's being more niche i guess i mean that's important to think about it again makes me think about jen's episode about her talking about like getting into specialty printing and like the fine art books and like not really you know realizing like yeah, you know what? Maybe like the greeting card shit isn't working and like who cares? Because if I just refocus my target demographic, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I don't, it doesn't, I'm not losing customers. I'm just refocusing yes. on the right ones. Yes. Like I'm just getting these other customers over here. I wish I had any idea what my target market was. I feel like it's so broad. Like, picture i'm picturing myself at a show yeah and the range of customers yeah. that make purchases is really so broad wild. yeah but i wonder if you did if you did like maybe 
in like maybe next year tried to like do some really hardcore like surveying of your customers like i wonder if you would find out like that they're more similar than you think they are mm. like i wonder if you because like even if it was just like a tiny sampling of your hardcore customers like if it was a hundred people of like online show people repeat people even if you like spread it out to try to get some of your customers that shop at stores like somehow did like you know complete this survey and you get something or you get entered to win something or whatever it mm. is and like asked some really pointed questions about like their age and where they work and like how long they've been I buying jewelry and like, like why they buy jewelry I and feel like weird about asking people's age because it insinuates that it matters but it does matter because it would change the way you market like if if you suddenly found out that your target audience was 23 to 30 year olds mm -hmm. wouldn't you totally change some of your marketing like i would if i suddenly realized that like i i should be i wouldn't market as much to like 40 to 50 year olds like i would be like oh shit i need to up my instagram game and i need to be doing more like social media digital age things yeah. but if i realized that my target audience is 40 to 50 year olds like I'm doing direct mail shit. I'm doing email newsletters. I'm doing like meet and greet in person events. Like I'm doing more of that kind of thing. Like mm -hmm. it would change how I. Yeah. I mean, right now it feels like it runs the gamut all from, yeah. you know, or wouldn't that tell you something if you realize like, wow, this group of a hundred people is evenly 20 to 60 mm -hmm. all across the board. Like that would also be interesting yeah. to know, but it would be, it, it could be cool to like even just get a better sense of like why they're buying the things they're buying and how many people are buying repeat things and always for themselves or mm -hmm. are they buying stuff for presents and like how much money individual people are spending. Like yeah. it's kind of an interesting thing to think about and like could help you like refocus a little bit, even if it doesn't make you like make drastic decisions yeah, I guess part, I think I, I'd i be worried that I'd make design decisions based on that when I should be making them based on whatever's in my head, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Not like, oh, it if I find just, out younger people are, are... I feel like it should only make you, know? you make, like, marketing, branding decisions, not necessarily, like, mm -hmm. design decisions. I you feel, know what I mean? but that's the you thing think I have the most control you? over, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or I spend the most time on, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So next was to switch to a more attractive and lucrative business model, um, which I didn't, I thought sounded kind of vague, but, um, I kept the description in, um, they say often entrepreneurs start with a direct to customer business model but learn that many domains only work with distributors or value-added resellers. Um, other popular business models to try include the subscription model. Um, I like this. The razor blade model. I don't know what that is. What is that? And free solutions. It's a razor blade model. Yeah. Let's Google Googling it. it. And um, there is thinking like, you know, that's the opposite of what Jen did. Um she took away wholesale from her business. Right. 
um, and is essentially direct to consumer now. What is the razor blade model? I don't know. I'm just I was came just, up when I Google. Okay, let's find out. The razor and blades business. This calls it the razor and blades business model. This is razor dash blade on this. The so. razor and blades business model is a business model wherein one item is sold at a low price in order to increase sales of a complementary good, such as consumable supplies. For example, inkjet printers require ink cartridges, and game consoles require accessories and software. So basically, they're saying. You sell an item for not as much profit, I guess, like an item. So I, I would assume the, f the initial item, like mm -hmm. the printer, probably doesn't have as big of a markup. Okay. And then the thing that people have to keep buying... That makes sense because so I had to example, buy new razor razors, blades right. recently so and I was like, what? So you buy a million dollars. You buy the blade you buy the handle the razor which doesn't cost that which much. doesn't cost that much but then you have they to constantly be giving them more money yeah by buying razors 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 huh this is interesting to think about like it how this can be applied to something else although the concept in its proverbial example give them the razor sell them the blades are widely credited mm. to king camp gillette the inventor of the disposable safety razor gillette did not originate this model Okay, here's some Wikipedia's filled with information. So like a charm bracelet that you add things This to. model has been used in several businesses for many years. The Gillette company still uses this approach, often sending disposable safety razors in the mail to young men near their 18th birthday or packaging them as giveaways at public events that Gillette has sponsored. Holy crap. We are suckers. This is really interesting. Eastman Kodak. In its decades as the dominant photographic film producer in the United States, Kodak sold its cameras at low prices and enjoyed large profit ma margins on the consumables of the trade, such as film, printing supplies, and processing chemicals. While this strategy worked for many years, years it was challenged in the late 20th century when a rival Fujifilm introduced a more economical film and processing method. Finally, digital photography made the strategy obsolete <laughs> As it needs minimal, as it needs minimal consumables. This is so interesting. I've never heard of this before, mm -hmm. but obviously, it just—I just didn't know it had a name. Yeah, I like that it has such a straightforward name. It's not like razor a blade name or like something. Right. Yeah, nope. some Latin the term. The razor blade thing. The razor blade it. business model. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this is really funny. Um, so I guess if anyone um finds that to be something that they can use for their business i'd love to hear about it yeah i'm trying to or think if you're of, already doing it i'm trying to think of a maker me too that has that kind of model yeah. the only thing i can really i mean the only people that have even somewhat of that kind of a model are like bath and body people that 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 where you need to refill the item but that's that's not it's the same not example the same thing, yeah. because it's not like an item that needs a component. Yeah, yeah. It's just that's I need, just it's consumable. Just, yeah, thing. it's just I need so more like face next oil. Level consumable. Like the one thing depends upon yes. the other. Yes, yes. Oh shit! It's a two-parter. My brain hurts. We'll come up with it. Okay, it'll come to me. Um, that was a fun one then. I like that. Razor um, blades. Oh, um. 
change competitive positioning and pricing to improve traction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, that's the thing too, is like pivot doesn't have to mean like change your whole business. It right. could literally mean like, I'm just adjusting my pricing. Oh, I like, so I like this. Um, many high margin, low volume startups are forced to consider the price volume trade-off. Of course, a move on price also puts them in the realm of new competitors, including e-commerce vendors and big box stores. You can't be on both sides of the spectrum at the same time. Oh, yeah. So, again, the keep it simple keep thing it simple. again. Like, um, and I have to remind myself of that, too, because I feel like I have kind of a wide range of things. Like, I've got yeah. the really inexpensive vintage stuff, but then... I keep wanting to make these more complicated designs that just happen to cost more. Right. And I feel like it's just, it might be getting, that's frustrating to me that I might have to stop making more expensive things. And I'm not doing that for the money. I'm doing it because that's what I was into and wanted to make. You wanted to make this complicated design. Yeah. So I have to rein that in, I think. Um, I guess I could, just quickly sidebar to this uh strategies on raising your prices thing because i think that's where i ran into it um this was also from entrepreneur because i clicked over to it um uh for how to raise your price (laughs) one just increase price I like that's, that. That's tip yeah. number one. You don't need a reason or justification. To just make them higher. Just do it. I like that. <laughs> yeah. You want more money? You get more money. <laughs> you ask for more money. I um, like that. I think that's a great tip. Uh, the magic of alternatives. Choices allow the buyer to make sense of the price. So like, you know, offering a lower price version of the thing or higher price, you know, yeah. like op- give, giving people Upgrades. options don't necessarily like just change the price offer something that's better and cost more yes sort of a situation um and then i guess i didn't read this menu pricing organize your services on a menu with pricing highest to lowest okay that could work for some people i feel like not for everyone though yeah i think it depends yeah depends on the type of thing or service um yeah so i guess that wasn't that much stuff but um i do like the just print just we raise could your prob- prizes yeah let's go with that one but maybe in the future if people are interested we could do more research on how to raise your prices yeah it did seem like there was more info um but again i was doing this at 6 a.m i mean that can definitely be how to cut myself its off own whole episode because i feel like there's a lot of layers to get into where like because I always think about like sometimes you see people like telling people that they're going to raise their prices mm, mm-hmm. and like whether like when that's appropriate and not appropriate. Sometimes it is. appropriate, and, Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's completely appropriate. And other times it's kind of like maybe you should just raise your prices. Yeah. Yeah. Shut the fuck up it depends on what it. you're selling. Right. And then there's also like, you know, I would say if you have a consumable product, yeah. something that you need to buy more of like, yeah. all the time. That you should probably tell people. Right. So they can stock up. Yes. They can plan Whereas ahead. It's like me. I don't need to tell people. I can just do it. There's right. no stocking up. Right. There's no like get your necklaces now. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I mean, maybe for some people, but yeah, I think like pricing and, and price structure and like having a set of products like and the prices in relation to each other and all of those kind of things is like that could be a whole i would also say in general like don't just like on a whim raise your prices yeah i think overall it's best to try to not have to do that very often right Um, yeah but i think the world does understand that the cost of everything goes up and that prices can't stay the same forever and i think like if you have a specific I like obviously don't do like it's probably best to not do it really arbitrarily like yes. don't do it like right before the holidays don't do you know like probably best to do it like at the beginning of the year sure. or do it right before you launch something new or like do it you know be somewhat thoughtful about like when you're doing it I've done January 1st price changes before. And if you feel like you need to, like if you have a big enough following and you have people that buy things from you regularly, like it's obviously, it can be actually like a marketing strategy. For wholesale, I think I did let wholesale stores know. Hey, just so you know, as a, you know, like if it's six weeks ahead of time or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you know, you're doing it, send them something that says, Hey, by the way, our prices are going up anywhere from five to 15% on this date. And we want to extend you the, you know, the opportunity to get in on our, you know, in our existing prices mm-hmm. before that happens. So please place orders before this point, blah, 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 blah. I actually, like, I did whatever. that at the beginning of this year when I transitioned, I stopped using um, the gold plated ear hooks and switched to only um, 14 karat. Yeah. I gave my wholesale stores like an entire month of transition time to get the old ones at the lower price if they wanted. But retail changed over without. Especially if you're not just like arbitrarily change it like which you're also allowed to do like you're allowed to just be like I'm raising my prices. But like if there's a reason why you're changing your prices like you're your supplier for something upped their prices yeah. or you changed materials yeah. or you decided to ship something differently or you moved to a new space and your cost of operations is more like you're totally allowed to it's fine for you to feel comfortable enough saying especially to like store owners or whoever mm. else like hey this is why we're doing this and like we appreciate you know, your business, blah, 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 blah. Like be transparent with them and say like, as of this date, we're doing this and here's an opportunity for you to get in before that happens. And then they know that like six months from now when they order again, they won't be like, what the fuck? Why are these prices higher? Yeah. Cause they'll know that you already told them. And then it's, you know, that's just like good business. That's not, you know, so then you're not being sneaky or something. Right. Yeah. Don't be sneaky. Yeah. Um, so th- this last um, one is something you and I talked about a little while ago, which is um, position your business as a social enterprise versus commercial, which is the like having um, like a, a social change component, you know, like yes. donating to a charity. Yeah component being to a, your business being a person i feel like you said you read an article or something yeah about when that i don't know what episode it was for but i read an article in when i was doing research for another episode where it said something like 80 percent of consumers like basically it kind of the gist of it was basically like 
consumers want to feel like they're helping a business Mm -hmm. like that they're that a business has a mission and that they're that they're somehow helping with that business's mission like either it doesn't have to be that you're a nonprofit or that you're donating all your proceeds to charity it could literally be like you know it could be something directly that like I'm giving 5% of this show's sales to this charity, or it could be this product goes towards this, or it could literally be like, uh, I am, you know, trying to use sustainable materials Mm -hmm. in all of my products. Like whatever your mission is, um, people feel like their money is now going towards that mission somehow. So it doesn't have to be directly like you're donating money to charity or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it can just be like you have some sort of cause beyond I'm making money for my business. Sometimes I wish um, that like at events I could tell people without it being weird that all of the cash I get from the shows goes back towards back to other vendors <laughs> that's well, what mine would be that and well I save it for my farmer's market shopping like oh, yeah. I actually the cash I had from the events in the spring <coughs> may, um, was enough for me to get through the entire summer and fall's mm. worth of farmer's markets like I just ran out I mean so that's it went of- straight back into the hands of actual people kind of an interesting thing to think about like it makes me think about stuff at show of hands like how there could be like some kind of signage or like buttons that people wear or something that's like you know like the money like i don't know even just like information like actual information that the vendors give me maybe Mm. where where it could be like I don't know how I'd figure this out without everybody kind of like divulging all their financial information to me, but it would be really interesting to be like, Hey, if you made a thousand dollars at the show, did you then turn around and like spend $200 of that on other vendors? Or Mm. did you spend like how much of that money did you then give back to like the local economy or like, cause there are stats of there that. Are, I think you could just use, there's like stats make a sign that, that has yeah. a stat that, but there's stats of that that are like very general and like out there in the world. Mm-hmm. But it would be interesting to make like mm-hmm. actual real life show of hands vendor statistics that, that would are be like hard to calculate. It, it would be hard to calculate. Um, now I'm thinking, Oh God, is it already too late for this? I'm now remembering last year having all these ideas. I'm like, we're going to do it next year. It was too late. (laughs) Like doing the like local shopping thing. Um, We were going to have like a list of, or like to have, um, you know, categories that people typically just end up buying at Target or Amazon or whatever and be like, no, you can buy it at these places. Like, like a challenge, like a local oh, shopping gift yeah, yeah. challenge. Like, because we believe you can actually do 100% of your holiday shopping locally. Yeah, yeah. Do like a side-by-side comparison thing yeah, or something. Yeah, like, need to get this thing that, you know, every kid wants. Guess what? You can you get, get it at here. these places. Yeah. Um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> not again i feel like i just said that yesterday and it was a year ago i'm like i'm gonna get on it um 
but yeah that those stats for like um like it's not stats there was that campaign about spending x amount yeah and how much money goes back like if you spend money at a corp yeah. with a corporation or a big box store like only x amount goes back to your local economy versus when you spend it with a small business yeah, yeah. it just be, it would be interesting to like know know more of that like in actual detail mm-hmm. so that because i feel like then it would mean more because it would be like no this actual person that you're talking to is actually mm-hmm. spending thing. i don't know but i mean i think some of that does resonate with people i think that's again why the marketplace one-on-one events like do make people because that that's part of that psychology is like when people feel like they're giving money to a real person Mm -hmm. there is that sense that like they they feel more secure that like their money is probably going to that person's family and going to like make more of this that's in front of Mm -hmm. them and not you don't have that weird feeling of like well my money's gone Mm -hmm. and probably you know some CEO got it and whatever. Like you don't, you don't have that feeling when you go and buy something from like a small business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what that is. Like that social having a, like social aspect to your business instead of it just being like, buy my product. Yep. I'm here for commerce. Yeah. But I feel like, I mean, I, I would say most, the vast majority of, especially the show of hands vendors, like they almost all of them seem to have like some like charitable donation thing or a product that they're making that goes towards something or like they have some kind of collaboration with some, you know, some other like a nonprofit or something like that. Like it's really interesting to me to see how many of them just kind of do that. Like they all do that just because that's the kind of people they all are. Um, I started doing it. A while ago for like that week you know the week of thanksgiving that yeah where has it's black like, friday but, and right. stuff in it because i feel like it's so gross well yeah giving tuesday is a thing now yeah right and i feel after like after cyber monday <laughs> which is kind of weird because i like as someone who has what i feel are decent online sales yeah two people are done after monday no one right exactly you know like they tr- they're trying. Yeah. I'm a break. Um, <laughs> I, I donate from like the Friday of show of hands all the way through cyber Monday. Yeah. Um, and that's just because I, I really, I hate the, um, like over consuming that yeah, happens during the disgusting. holidays. It's just like not thoughtful. And I feel like you can be thoughtful and still yeah. spend a lot of money, I yeah. guess. You but, can spend a lot um, of money and have that money go towards people that are actually people who yeah. are going to then spend that money elsewhere also thoughtfully. Yeah. It just it makes me feel less icky when I get to give like Chicago Women's Health Center like Yeah. Close to a thousand dollars. Yeah. You know? It makes you feel way better about the world and yourself and other people. It offsets it. Yeah. yeah. Especially considering, yeah, I really hate Christmas. <laughs> um, do what you got to do, though. Um, okay, I'll try and do this quickly because I did not edit this down at all. But it was it's something I'm super passionate about, which is taking the stigma out of quitting. 
Yeah. So this article also on entrepreneur.com is called when to pivot your business and when you should just quit. (laughs) And I feel like I've hardly touched on it on this podcast, but I do remember a couple times like saying like, or if you just want to quit. Yeah. Fucking quit. Who cares? Yeah. Like, um, there was a bit, um, oh, here we'll do this. Um, so they say to answer three questions to figure out if you should pivot or quit. Um, the first one was about funding. Do you have enough money to make it at least another six months? Um, staff, are your staff still engaged? Are they believers in your mission? That doesn't apply for most of us, but, but you could, whatever. If you can answer that by saying your staff is you. If you're the you, staff member, so yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then investors also, we don't really have, but we can call those customers maybe. Or, um, or are, like your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, are the biggest funders of your firm supportive of your direction so we'd have That's to adorable. change those a little bit um oh, my firm a lot bit um d are you supportive of my direction so if your answer she's is sleeping yes she's bored she's like i'm bored bored means you gotta pivot d quit d's like quit you can go to the park more <laughs> often um if you answer yes then you could pivot but if you answer no to one or two of these questions then you should seriously consider quitting oh shit Again, maybe the the questions aren't really relevant, but you get the drift, you know? Yeah. Um, so let's see. This next part was, um, does that make sense? <laughs> Honesty untied to an ego is how it started. Um, I don't think I copied and pasted this weird. Um, whatever. I think the idea was like, that most people can't quit because of an ego issue. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think that's saying like, are you being honest with yourself or are you trying to be, you know, the strong person who's like, no, I'm not a quitter. Yeah. Um, like having to admit that your great idea wasn't actually so great. They say like, yeah, well, well, right. Come on. The feeling that you're somehow, like being made to admit that you're a failure. Like it's that feeling that you're a failure. If you're saying you're quitting when that's not, that's not the issue. Um, Oh, this mentions, uh, having consultations with trusted mentors. So that could potentially be us. (laughs) (laughs) If you, um, we'll tell you to quit. Yeah. If this is, um, (laughs) Or not to quit if on you, your we mind, don't think you should. Send us an email. Yeah. Be on this podcast. It is. It's a very tricky. It's a very tricky thing because I think, yeah, it's a thing of like not wanting to like abandon what you've worked on. And, and also it's kind of like it's so finite because you feel like, okay, if I quit, like is that the end? Like, can I ever come back? Mm. Like, could I ever be like, no, wait, I just kidding. Bring your entire business. <laughs> right. Out of the vault. Like oh. I'm back. I lied. I I'm fine now. Like, is it once it's gone, is it gone? Or like, 
couldn't you always just have another business? Like, couldn't you always just start another business and like call it something else and like do it, do it again? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I've thought about that several times where I'm like, I could literally just like shut orange beautiful down and like a year from now be like, I'm starting a new card company and it's called this other thing. Is it a different color? And yeah. And it's just like a, it's like called something else. That's like different color names, (laughs) but like you, Cause you can do whatever you want. Like you can, you literally oh. can do whatever the fuck you want. Like jo- Josh yesterday, Josh is if for those of you who don't know Josh, he's hilarious and like says things like he's just going to walk out into the woods mm. and disappear. When I he, like when that he, he says that. Although I would never do that. <sighs> he says it all the time, but he, the other day, like whenever we get into situ- talk conversations about like, people complaining or like being upset about things or like just like people driving us insane or like crazy people in the world doing dumb shit. And yesterday we were watching TV and he's like, he's like, there was a guy in Hawaii who was like in his backyard and he just like fell into a lava tunnel and died. He just like says this out of nowhere. (laughs) And he's like, but then there's people like at my work who are like, I don't like the color of this paper. And I'm like, yeah, people, people are idiots. Like, and it is, but it's so strange to think about like the terrible things that happen all the time and how like your life, your life, your life could just be over. But then we're like, I don't know if I like my business or not. Like, it's just so stuff is so petty and dumb. And the stuff we get upset about is so dumb and the stuff we're willing to put up with and like the stuff that I am willing, like I put up with so much shit and make myself miserable about the stupidest things. And yet you can also just like with your logical brain be like, this is so dumb. Yeah. But like, why is it so hard for us to just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I quit. And I, and well, fuck everyone being stubborn, right? Having but too then much ego. There's so much, there's so many layers to things because like you have a family or you have responsibilities or you have people's expectations or you're worried about disappointing someone or you're worried about what people think of you or you're worried about what you think of you or you're worried about, does that make you a failure? And you're worried about where do you go from here? Like there's so much shit that we put onto ourselves about everything that like we never just do what we want to do like it's so it's so weird that we that we can watch shit fall apart in front of ourselves like our it's on the news all the time like we watch people's lives end every day and yet we're like i don't know but i just don't like how this person what this person said about me or like this person's email made me feel bad. Like who cares? Like why do we care? I w- like why can't we just like push a button and be like I don't fucking care. Oh, where would our button go? It's broken. It broke. It's in my office. Oh. It's broken. It doesn't do anything now. I think it needs a new battery. I think battery. everyone's probably okay with I think the everyone's fact that real happy that it doesn't go. <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> I can just do that whenever you want me to. Just tap me. I just shoulder. tap you. <laughs> but it's just it's I don't know. It's sa- it's sad to me that people aren't just like more unapologetic about their own choices. Like 
it's it's sad that we live in this weird made up like world where like everybody else like a bunch of fucking strangers opinions of you are gonna make you continue to be miserable Mm -hmm. that's stupid yeah i mean i think that um yeah there's definitely a stigma of quitting meaning failure which is embarrassing and I, I don't know, maybe other people are out there actively working to untie quitting and failure. Right. If there aren't, we're going to work on it then. Yeah. I'm not like, personally, I realized that I don't want to quit when it was suggested that I sell all my materials and sell my business. Yeah. I'm like, well, I would never sell my materials because they're mine and I love them. Yeah. And I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> I yes. do I do yes, like I know this. what that means. Yeah. Like my I was like, if I when I was picturing quitting, I was never picturing selling my stuff. Yeah. Well that's the thing. You have sometimes you have to do like the King Solomon thing, right? Of oh. the like like cut the baby in half. <laughs> I'm serious. That's I like thing. all analogies that involve cutting babies in half. That's the story, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't I know the whole is. thing, but like there's a baby involved, right? And there, and King, so- is it King Solomon that like decides it? Yeah, but he's basically sure. like, you want this baby or you want this baby? Who wants him? And there, and the, and basically there, he's like, what if I cut the baby in yeah. half? And yeah. the one person's like, cool, I'm up for that. I'll take one half. And the other person's like, no, 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 no. They can have the whole baby. I don't want the baby to get cut in half. And he gives it to the person that this didn't is how want we the know baby that the Bible is full of myths to get cut in half. <laughs> so like that, like sometimes you have to like go through the whole scenario in your brain of like, can you picture yourself without your business? Can you, can you see what your life is like without your business? Can you list, can you do a pro and con list? And like, how do you feel I about it? I love a good pro and con right? list. And like you, and actually that, that would be fun if someone wants to come on the podcast and all we do is help them make a pro and con list. <gasps> okay. That I'll would be that. so fun. Yeah. We love, we love. I've lists. done them like for Steve before because for some reason he doesn't want he to doesn't do it himself. He can't yeah. just, I'm like, all right, just start talking. Yeah. And I'll just, I'm just going to start writing per- I, positive Like I'm negatives. asking questions. Yeah. I'm not saying like, put things in columns i'm just getting him to talk yeah and as he talks i'm putting things yeah. in columns so that would be fun i so, would do I mean, that because that's a valid thing like if if michelle is like kind of flippantly being like well maybe i just quit like maybe this is it maybe the answer is like being done with this and then if you start actually like realistically going Okay, well, so the steps would be like clearing out your studio and getting rid of this shit and selling all your materials and selling all your equipment. And you're like, fuck no, I'm not doing like that's going to break my heart. Like that's my shit. I love yeah. that shit. I, that's what I do. That's who I am. Then you're like, oh, crap. I just answered my question. Well, I figured I'd hold on to it for like another 30 years. And then <laughs> I'd be that old lady who sells it by piece on Etsy and says i used to be a jewelry designer i like that you think that etsy's gonna still be around in 30 years That's well adorable. whatever etsy's going to be well i bet ebay still will they're be stock plummeted so i don't I'll know if they're gonna be around on, oh yeah ebay will be around ebay will be around we'll, we'll be on mars on eBay. and ebay will still be around um but i think that's it's an important thing to think about like either pivoting or quitting yeah. like like go through kind of the theoretical like well, what would this look like if I did this? Mm-hmm. Like how, like, does that make me feel relieved? 
does it make me feel like a burden has been lifted? Do I suddenly feel like, oh my God, I'll be able to do this and this and this and this. That's so great. Or does it feel like, well, wait, now I'm sad and that's a missing piece and now I don't want to do that. that I mean, seems, I would be, that seems I shitty. would be bored if I didn't have right. my business. Yeah. Like, so. or if you're kind of like, what would I do instead? Like, I mean, my thing is like Jen said it in her, in her episode was the thing that she, she said, like, I'm, I'm uniquely unqualified to do anything else. Yeah. And like, I, that's how I feel about myself. Mm. Like, I, I know that there are things that I could do. Like, I know that I'm a good designer. I know that I could go get like a shitty design job. Like I could get a design job, I guess. Okay. But so. also I think that I would go and apply to a job and they'd be like, hi, are you not 25 years old? Do you have like, I thinking about this recently because i think hallie from milk posted like if you could do any other job what would it be oh right do you have a thing like that if i could do any other job, any other job like i'm not saying like what you're talented to do you know oh like, right just I like another job that you're like yeah if i could do it over this job sounds like fun to me i feel like it would probably be something to do with like an animal shelter or mm. like dog walker or something like that. So I made myself think about it, even though I didn't respond. To yeah. Her. And I, after going through several different things, I landed on FBI psychologist. <laughs> That's awesome. Because I would like to work for the FBI, but I have no interest in like having a gun <laughs> or <laughs> like, you're like, I want you know, a desk being job shot at or something. Job. So like, um, or like profiler, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Desk job. That's what I want to do. You want to have a dry erase board. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to like, um, you know, be actually hunting down. No. Nope. Like no weapon That's training funny. for me. Yucky. I don't know. The idea, I don't know. I feel like. Honestly, if they had um, worked harder in my psych program to like tell me what options there were. I'd probably have like been more interested. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think I've ever in my whole life, but like thought about like what kind of job I would ever have. Like I, even to this day was like, I'm like, Oh, there's job. Like people have jobs. Oh, that's interesting. I thought I was going to be an art therapist. I just was like, I'm going to paint shit until somebody tells me I'm not allowed to anymore. But that's the problem of like, being allowed to go to a liberal arts school and be an art major where you're just like, oh, I'll think about that later. I'll think, yeah. about, I'll think about what I mean, job well, I'm going to have later. I had the two degrees because I thought this will get me a job. I got to do both, you yeah. know? No, and I, I was like, in, like really interested in psychology, but then I don't know the, like at that age, that's such a tough thing. Like, of course, at the age of 21, when I graduated, you know, I'm going to pick art because yeah. you fancy yourself yeah, to like, like a real artist someday. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that is. I do just wonder, like, I wonder what it would be like if I had, if I, I mean, I now know people and I have connections and I know, like, I, I know that like I could go get a job. Like I know, I know that it's not. Like it would be fine, but I also think like, what if it what like what if situation was different and I had to like 
on paper like have a resume <laughs> and like my resume would be so weird i and started ridiculous. thinking about making a resume like, again how would i write Ugh. a resume like wouldn't it be the most absurd like wouldn't they think i was lying wouldn't they be like what's this bullshit what's this 15 years at orange beautiful llc what's this garbage and i'd be like oh that's my company i think where no, i make greeting people cards. have got to be used to that now like and then what would like would they be like well what did you do everything and i'd be like more more than your whole job like i've run a company the same as you're currently doing but like now i'm here asking you for a job like i don't know i think it would just be terrible i don't want to think about it (laughs) hopefully i don't ever have to write a resume i i was thinking about how i wish i would have um been updating it all the time like literally every time i like add something new to my plate like updating my resume <laughs> because that'd be really overwhelming to have to think about all oh the my things god that I do. oh my god my resume would be like 40 pages long yeah and really you should pick like what three four things yeah i mean yeah i have i would have the most super impressive resume ever but then also wouldn't a company look at it and be like why are you here getting this job like what are you doing here I quit my business because I want to do this instead. I quit my business because I'm bored. <laughs> and Forbes told me that that was a legit <laughs> reason. Um, but seriously, I'm sure we'll revisit this topic. Um, yes, absolutely. If you're thinking about quitting, fucking quit. If you're like, thinking about quitting. Who gives a shit? Like, and if you're thinking about quitting and the only thing keeping you from quitting is worrying about what people will think of Mm. you because you're gonna quit then fuck that like if there's other things that you're thinking about then like yeah don't make a crazy rash decision that you'll be upset about but like if that's the if the only thing keeping you from doing it is like worried that you'll look like a failure Mm. or something that i assure you nobody cares yeah you shouldn't care we don't care Nobody cares. Like if you are listening to this and a friend quits their business or someone else you follow, don't do the, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Say congratulations. Say say congratulations. I can't see, I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah. I'm so excited for what's to come. Yeah. Don't you dare say that you're sorry. Yeah. Or, oh, what happened? They quit. That's what Mm -hmm. happened. They finished. They're done. They're moving on shut up so have you come up with a new um uh word for quitting before we started recording emily thought that we should come up with a different word for telling your business to fuck off okay that could be it (laughs) i know because we were i said quitting and then i said moving moving on on. and michelle (laughs) said that sounded like dying that's what uh parents tell their kids when grandma dies they've passed yeah They've My business has passed to a better place. Um, quitting. If someone has a suggestion, it's time has come. I mean, this it's this is the time that we're all um, changing the world. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, it's we, all about semantics. That's right. Quitting has a bad rep. We are gonna, gonna come up with word. a new word, or we can just use the word quitting to be like an empowering we're taking word. back the we're word quitting taking it back 
It is now. It's a pot empowered. You word. should all want to quit. Because yeah, you're a loser if you don't quit. That's right. Quitting is the new starting. <laughs> <laughs> I am a sucker for anything that something that's is dumb. the new something. <laughs> that's the me saying something <laughs> stupid. No, I just. Um, I was thinking about how we like went all the way to like march or april with like march is the new january <laughs> we did we did for a long time now we're like we almost did, there again um <laughs> i used the um new radicals song lyric when i closed the store which is um every new beginning is some other beginnings yeah end. i remember that i used that i liked that i like that lyric a lot but yeah it's like whatever fuck i don't know Fuck people and their opinions and their things that are that make you feel bad. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. And like if you're making up shit in your head, which is inevitable, like we all do it. We all make up, you know, voices in our head of like what everybody's saying or thinking or talking about us or whatever. Like even if they are, even if which they aren't. But even if they are, like, fuck them. Mm -hmm. Like, what are they doing? It doesn't doing? matter. What are they doing? Yeah. Did they start a business and yeah. run it for any length of time and then have the balls to quit? No, they didn't. So fuck them. They're, they they're, they're sitting in the corner wishing they had the balls to even start a business. So I just like saying fuck them over and over again. I agree. Well, I think but that's yeah. good. I think it's hard. We did it. It's hard to know. It's hard to, you know, it's hard. It's really hard to run a business. It's really fucking hard. Yeah. It's not cute. I, I wish the general we, we public all made would people like think it was cute. Oh my God. We let everybody think that it was so fun and cute and adorable. And like, we should just, I feel like we just shouldn't take people's shit anymore. Like people say stuff to us all the time. Like I just hate that the general public is kind of like, aw, 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 like aw, sissy aw, aw. Did you do this? Get the fuck out of here. Aw, did you make a craft show and bring all these people here? Get get out of here, Linda. <laughs> I think we can end on that. Linda's the name of the lady I kicked out of the show. Bye, Linda. Bye, Linda. Fuck off, Linda. Sorry to people who aren't actually that lady who are named Linda. We love you. Okay, bye. Bye.